This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, August 4th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Nervous Republicans, I, Kansas, Dems promising pesticide ban, and Trump signing landmark lands bill. High stakes as Kansas Republicans vote. It is primary day in Kansas, and Democrats are betting big that pouring campaign money into a Republican Senate race can help them steal a seat in November. GOP Representative Roger Marshall is facing off with former Kansas Secretary of State Chris Kobach, the man Democrats believe will be too controversial to win November. The liberal Sunflower State PAC has spent at least $5.3 million to defeat Marshall and ensure a win for Kobach. That according to the latest data compiled by the Center for Responsive Politics. President Donald Trump resisted appeals from establishment Republicans to endorse Marshall ahead of today. Senate Ag Chairman Pat Roberts, who's retiring from the seat, came off the fence last month to endorse Marshall. Keep in mind, Kobach has run on a populist agenda that includes criticism of meatpackers and support for mandatory country of origin labeling on meat. CFAT payments grow slowly. As talks continue on a next coronavirus relief package, payments under the existing aid program for farmers are slowing down. USDA reported yesterday that it has made $6.8 billion in payments through the Coronavirus Food Assistance Program, an increase of about 4% over the past week. USDA has $16 billion budgeted for the program. Sign-up ends August 28th. Keep in mind, USDA is paying out only 80% of what farmers are due under the program, but at the current pace, the department will have plenty of money left over to provide the remaining 20% that farmers are due. Cattle producers have received about $3 billion so far, while $1.3 billion has gone to dairy producers. Another $1.2 billion has paid out on corn. Some Democrats eye ban on pesticides. Legislation set for introduction to the House and the Senate would ban some of the most well-known and popular pesticides on the market today, including neonicotinoids and organophosphates. New Mexico Senator Tom Udall and Colorado Representative Joe Neguse will discuss their bill at a teleconference today. They call it, quote, the most comprehensive update in nearly 25 years to the Federal Insecticide, Fungicide, and Rodenticide Act, or FIFRA. Among the chemicals the bill would ban are chlorpyrifos, diazinon, and paraquat. Corteva has said it will stop making chlorpyrifos by the end of the year, but it is still registered for use through October 1, 2022. EPA continues to work on its re-registration. Keep in mind... This bill likely isn't going anywhere this year, but a new pesticide set of restrictions could be in play if Democrats win the White House and take control of Congress. Trump set to sign permanent lands funding. President Trump today is signing into law the Great American Outdoors Act, a landmark bill that mandates permanent funding for public land acquisition. The new law guaranteed $900 million a year for the Land and Water Conservation Fund. 
passage of the bill was a victory for two vulnerable Senate Republicans, Steve Daines of Montana, Cory Gardner of Colorado. Groups representing cattle and sheep producers opposed the legislation. Lore, NRCS in good hands. In an exit interview with AgriPulse, the departing chief of the USDA's Natural Resources Conservation Service, Matt Lore, says he expects the agency to finalize four major conservation program rules this fall, including those for the Environmental Quality Incentives Program and the Conservation Stewardship Program. The rules will make changes required by the 2018 Farm Bill. Lore who told employees Friday he'd be leaving August 15th to manage his farm in Virginia full-time, says the agency will be in good hands with incoming acting chief Kevin Norton. My advice to anyone taking this job is that just being able to see the big picture, Lore said. He said he found it a challenge sometimes to avoid getting bogged down by a single issue. U.S. denies Brazilian reports of U.S. ethanol meddling. The State Department is denying Brazilian news reports that U.S. Ambassador Todd Chapman leaned on Brazilian government officials to drop its tariffs on U.S. ethanol to help President Trump win Iowa in the November election. House Foreign Affairs Committee Chairman Elliot Engel of New York and Representative Albio Sires of New York wrote Chapman on Friday, demanding to know if he lobbied Brazilian leaders to help Trump. Brazil is the leading foreign market for U.S. ethanol. Allegations that Chapman, quote, has asked Brazilians to support a specific U.S. candidate are false, a State Department spokesperson said in a statement to the Des Moines Register. The United States has long been focused on reducing tariff barriers and will continue to do so. U.S. Dairy wants spotlight in trade deals. Sixty-one senators have signed on to a letter calling on the Trump administration to fight the European Union's attempts to protect its use of dairy names like Asiago and Havarti. The U.S. industry hopes the letter keeps the pressure on the Trump administration to counter the EU campaign. The first test will be the ongoing U.S.-U.K. trade talks, according to Jim Mulhern, president and CEO of the National Milk Producers Federation, and Tom Vilsack, president and CEO of the U.S. Dairy Export Council. The U.K. is the second largest importer of cheese of the world, so it's obviously a very large market to opportunity for us, Vilsack said. Court. Aquaculture illegal in Gulf's federal waters. Delivering a blow to the fish farming industry, a federal appeals court in New Orleans has struck down a National Marine Fishery Service rule allowing aquaculture operations in federal waters of the Gulf of Mexico. An issue is whether NMFS has authority to set up the permitting plan under the Magnuson-Stevens Fishery Conservation and Management Act of 1976. The court said in its two-to-one decision that the law, quote, neither says nor suggests that the agency may regulate aquaculture. The agency interprets this silent as an invitation, but our precedent says the opposite. 
Congress does not delegate authority merely by not withholding it. Circuit Judge Stephen Higgison dissented, arguing the agency does have the power to regulate how fish are reared and harvested in the exclusive economic zone. Congress provided an expansive grant of authority to conserve and manage offshore fishery resources without distinguishing between methods of fishing or types of fish, the judge said. A Center for Food Safety lawyer, George Kimbrell, lead counsel for the plaintiff, called the decision a landmark victory protecting our oceans and fishing communities. The advocacy group claims aquaculture poses potential harm to commercial and recreational fisheries as well as the environment. Here's today's He Said It. There's a lot of things I'm going to miss about this job, but certainly the traffic and the travel are things I won't miss. That NRCS Chief Matt Lohr telling AgriPulse, saying he normally drove about two hours to get to work every day. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, August 4th, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dowling.